And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because we have all kinds of fun having fun at our own expenses. And everybody else's. We are equal opportunity offenders. And if you are offended, we're doing our job. Part of this is also to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. I have stuff to show you, the stuff that's going to disgust some people, but uh, don't worry. We're not going to be trying it out yet. From the Midwest mm. of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. Good evening. Have your ears stopped ringing from the party last week? <laughs> they have. They finally have. <laughs> that works out well. Hi. And Unrenotech is uh, not with us at the moment. Uh, he's handling a couple of things over there at the domicile before he jumps on with us. We will have to see what happens. Oh, I'm back. Correction. So from the right coast, Unrenotech, welcome to hurricane season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be fine. I've already got the typhoon notifications. Uh, uh, really? Hold it. Point of order, Your Honor. Typhoons are off the left coast and very far off the left coast, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Um. But the the uh, thing is, is that the tropical warnings, uh -huh. the cyclone uh, warnings, uh -huh. um, they get announced through automated systems. Uh -huh. hey. So the hurricane and the typhoon warnings come in for the two different coastlines all the time. Uh -huh. Right. So because I'm subscribed to the service for the warning, I get both of them. Gotcha. Okay. When, when did this get issued tech? I mean, I have, I, I've been asleep the last several hours and <clears throat> sleep most of the day because I haven't been feeling well, but what happened? What's going on? What do you mean? What did it, I miss? It's, it's weather. I know it's weather, but it's hurricane. No, 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 season. no. I, they're, they're the war they're, they're, I've received, the greet season's greeting by their preparedness warnings. I should have prefixed uh, with preparedness. Got it. So what they do is they say, hey, look, we're opening the season for this, for tropical storms and hurricanes and typhoons and yada, yada, yada. Here's uh, reminders. Here's links to reminders for prep work, what you should do, how to find, uh, you know, find your zones um, and so on and so on and so on and so on. Like I know for a fact that my flood zone where I live I'm one of the last zones to evacuate. <laughs> hey, I thought I'd miss some actual weather today, and I was going to feel like really horrible and apologetic that I did. Nah, no worries. And if if I ever have to worry about flooding, uh, we've got some serious, serious issues with weather here then. If you have to worry about flooding, yeah. it's time to move to Mount Everest. Yeah, if you have to worry about flooding, we're farked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm because I know where you live. Yeah, I know where I used to live. I'm up a hill. I'm <laughs> and well I know where up my offspring. My my offspring's at a higher elevation than you. But if you have to evacuate, they would have to evacuate. Yeah, be, that'd be well, is somebody nasty. out in the middle of freaking nowhere? Uh, I'm just gonna say, mm, you just you, you never know. Yeah, yeah, there there's, you never there's know. something to be said and for that. Yesterday, I was sitting here like Kermit the Frog, drinking my tea right before work. 
you know, waking up, you know, about 30 minutes or so before I'm supposed to, you know, <laughs> clock in for work. And all of a sudden, yes, yeah, good thing. Of no freaking where. <laughs> it's funny you should it's funny you should say that and I'll I'll explain why in just a second. Of course, as always, if you uh if you're awake at uh oh dark stupid in the morning, you can join us for recordings while we do this over on YouTube. <laughs> over on the live chat, by the way, Stephanie, hi, good morning. Yes. Um nobody else is here at the moment, or at least nobody else is checking in, but uh because I was a screw, I did locate at the store, Guinness Zero. Wow. Now, read the fine print. Does it say something like less than 0.05% alcohol? Because oh, that's what O'Doul's was, and they still got uh, kicked, you know, and had to be um, done under alcohol laws. Yes. It Did says, you have Liam try to buy this? That's what we want to know. Well, okay. Now, I'll, I'll explain that part. Non-alcoholic okay. draft. It's 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 spelled draft because G H in English is F like ghost. Whatever. Contains less than zero point five percent alcohol by volume, malt beverage with natural flavors, fourteen point nine fluid ounces. There's no metric conversion on that. I still don't understand that. Alright, so Assuming my memory is not faulty, that's the same uh, volume of, or alcohol by volume, a percentage of alcohol by volume as O'Doul's, which means it most likely, unless New York law has changed that much, it's probably still, there's probably still required to treat it just like regular beer in yeah. terms of carting people and everything else. Yeah. Now when, when we bought it, cause we were, we were together at the store today. Mm -hmm. I, I was intending to ask the gentleman who was a doll. Let me tell you, he was, he was a wonderful person. He was, he was of the old school variety. Take that. However you think it means we, we were sharing some good laughs because I asked him you know, earnestly. Cause I usually do, you know, I hope that you're doing well. And, you know, it's just like, I'll, I'll tell you when I get out of here tonight. And I'm like, okay, I know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, no, everything's everything's wonderful and fine. And I, and I looked at him and admittedly I've got my mask on, but I, I, I was obviously smiling through my eyes and I told him, we, sir, are of the old guard. I know exactly what you mean. He didn't let slip. He didn't let slip, but it took me completely off charismatic personality. Took me completely off, and I forgot to ask. I forgot to ask, but but I did actually buy some actual beer, which I am not trying tonight. So he did have to punch in for a card. Um, I I think it's safe to say that. Um, I don't know. I will have to actually formally ask. I'll have to and I up. would, I would not have, um, just for safety's sake, do not let uh, TT try, you know, for shits and giggles, because, you know, bad things happen to minors who try, even if they fail, can be. Yes. Police well, can be called. Yeah. Yes. Well, we're, yeah, I mean. I know you guys are smarter than that, but. 
he's smarter than me, which is one of the reasons why I keep threatening he's not allowed to go back to college anymore. So, you know, whatever. So, to that end, oh yes, and by the way, Felix made it. Hi, good evening, glad you are able to make it. Perfect timing. So, since, since I have decided that I'm still not going to be trying any alcohols just yet, I decided that I was going to do the next best thing to Guinness Zero. Pellegrino water. I've never tried this stuff before. I have no idea. I am interested because, well, you know. Is that just sparkling water with no flavor? Uh, sparkling natural like mineral water. So Ew. I don't know Ew. how I'm going to like it or if I'm not going to like it. But Ew. I figured because I'm trying a whole bunch of different drinks. Yeah. You know what? If you like Alka-Seltzer, you'll love it. Oh, great. <laughs> well, on the... Ooh. Hey. Is this... It, does this have some... Wow, that is a very... That took a lot of unscrewing for this cap to come off. And it didn't... On me. So... Okay. It should have a little bit of carbonation in there. Well, it, it does appear to. But... Uh, yeah. And it is proper glass bottle. Hey, look at that. It's even clear. Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's almost as clear as some of that carbonated horse piss we like to call Budweiser. I'm sorry, yeah, did I say that? My husband drinks that stuff, but I cannot stand it. You know, I I've I've never tried this stuff, so I don't know. It says it's from Italy and mm -hmm. you know, I'm mostly Italian. As Joseph would call it low mineral. <laughs> Is that going on? I don't recognize that. I cannot. Cannot speak French. That's okay, neither can I. Yeah, it's got some bubbles. It's, um... It's water. It's bubbled water. I, actually, I have some ice cream from, uh... Oh, God. I just forgot the name of the service. What's, what's the name of that uh, company that drives the trucks around... They, uh, Swan. Swan. So I got, uh, I was looking for orange creamsicle and they had something called Summer Dream, which essentially is orange creamsicle. And then I was like, you know, they, they named it right because I do remember having orange creamsicles in the summer of my childhood and it does kind of, you know, summer dream. Okay. The marketing people there deserve a raise. <laughs> have you tried it? It's good. I like it. Very cool. We uh, actually get that ice cream every summer. Mm -hmm. And Stephanie pointed out, uh, some years ago, the imams had a consultation uh, during which they decided that incredibly small amounts of alcohol do not matter. It's because it is impossible to get every last drop of alcohol out. Yeah, exactly mm -hmm. right. And there's, I mean, there's a certain point where if it's not going to do anything and it is virtually, why? What are yeah, you those do? are the reasonable imams. Agreed. Yeah, I was gonna butcher Shijin's water again. It's 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 low mineral or mineral or something like that for mineral water, you know, in French. Okay. They did already how to say that in Ukrainian. It's voda z chlezon. Water with minerals? Uh water with sparkling, literally. No, that's cool. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, what is Horizon? 
So this one says, uh, bottled at the source, San Pellegrino Terme, Bergamo, Italy. I should look that up sometime. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I right. just realized I'm going more nerdy than I usually do. Because I've got my cell phone over here with Discord up. Okay. With the, with monitoring the text for our channel that we're in. Good. I have Discord open on my computer, obviously, in full screen. And then I have my laptop over here with YouTube open so I can monitor the live chat. <laughs> and see, and then you got me, where I've got almost everything over on my main screen and on my 720 screen over here that I used to have when I bought a flat panel for my Amiga. <gasps> Let me tell you, um, that is running Discord full screen so that I can actually, you know, put us all on the video. That's really cool. That's actually cooler than I, I was going to say, oh, and to add uh, suffering to my pain, I have three computer mice, one hard line to my desktop, one wireless to my laptop, and one Bluetooth to my cell phone. And they're all sharing one mouse pad. You, you, you need one of these then? No, I have those. Okay. Oh, no, I don't need a Bluetooth one because my um, the mouse itself you know, it has its own Bluetooth signal and the cell phone does Bluetooth, so. It's okay. But are, they, are they sharing peacefully? Like good polygamous? No, no, there's three do? computer mice for three different <laughs> me machines. But your tabs all, oh, okay. And they're not yelling and fighting? Well, no, one is hard-lined. One is a USB cable. Okay. One is um, the 2.4 gigahertz standard um, dongle system, non-Bluetooth uh, wireless, and then the other one's Bluetooth. So it's two different signals plus a hard one. So nothing interferes with each other. So the only thing that's going to interfere with anything is his brain trying to remember which mouse goes to what screen. Uh, kind Tell of me I'm wrong. Well, yeah, I have three different logic decks. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So, how about I get things started and uh, we'll get things going? Because um, I, f I, 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 f I forgot to do the horrible scopes yesterday, so I did them today when we got back from shopping. I, I was, I was bad. I was bad. Chew. Sorry. I had my brain otherwise occupied with stuff, but that's is what it is. So let me get things rolling over here with your five finite freestyle, because I can't talk right now. Fine, whatever. Illusion. I have talked about this topic in, in certain ways or other uh, before, which I've made reference very specifically to Penn and Teller before. They have stated they are not magicians. They are not prestidigitators. They are illusionists it's an important a very important distinction an illusionist is someone who makes you see something that you didn't and i know that sounds counterintuitive but it, it goes for a thing there are a number of times where you can use proper misdirection in order to have somebody have their attention somewhere you don't want them to have it or vice versa somewhere where you do want them to have it and it's a, it's, it's, it's an amazing, it's an amazingly complicated art that has stretched back for literally thousands of years. There are 
there are people who have entertained the masses for literal thousands of years. Not the same individual, of course. I mean, that would be stupid. I'm looking at you, Bible. But anyway. But the thing is, there are times where we need to be very cognizant of exactly what happens with this. And it's tough because it means that you're really on guard all the time. And it, you really can't do that. It just doesn't work. And this is something that ends up happening with the news. And I don't necessarily mean with the news reporters and the news agencies, although it, it does happen there. But the people who are generating the news, those who are putting their faces into the news so that they can be seen and heard and, and whatnot, what they say is sometimes less important than what they don't say. And it isn't always just the entire thought, sometimes it's the words. Language is an incredibly important piece for the human species. There are words that we use over generations that mean different things over time, and it's easy to figure out what some of these are. And I'm hearing motion in the house, so I'm going to use this one very specifically. A hundred years ago, you'd use the term gay to mean happy. A hundred years later, almost nobody uses that version of the word, although it's still perfectly acceptable. There are times where people will go ahead and use the term shooting. And then others will turn around and say, no, this was a murder. This wasn't a shooting. There's reasons why we use the words that we use. Some of us use the ones that we use very specifically because we want to be correctly understood. And that's something that happened for me. And I've talked about this before. After my wife died, my brain was hurt. It still is to this day, 17 years later. There's still a lot of pieces of me that really don't feel quite right. But language is one of those things that I hooked onto. I wanted to know what words I was using to correctly portray the idea that was in my head. Because when we use language, we are painting in someone else's brain the idea that we are trying to get them to understand. Sometimes it is the idea that we are creating a facade over the actual and we want them to take on to that. It's hard to know sometimes. It's hard to understand which piece is actually happening. Are they being completely forthright? Are they trying to bamboozle you? The only way to really know is to find out the one rule that bypasses all of that. Actions speak louder than words. But the problem still is, the art of illusion is also about doing or not doing in a particular fashion, in a particular way, for a particular audience. Use whatever tools you've got 
to break through whatever that illusion is and find out what's really going on around you. Episode 409 on the docket, Your Honor. Objectivity is a lie. We've kind of talked about this one before, but I want to really get into this because objectivity, I've heard on so many damn different occasions where people are just like, well, something is objective, uh, objectively blah. And it's like, no, no, unless you're dealing with numbers, there's no such thing as objectivity. Math and Photoshop. It solved the whole dress dynamic of, you know, black and blue versus white and gold. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you really, really loud because I really... That's on point. He's, okay. Now, see, when... Okay. What Tech is making reference to is the optical illusion, or so they claimed it to be, where there is a photo that was circulated, a bad photo of a striped dress. And people were saying... It's, what, what did they say? Blue and gold versus black and yellow? Or black and white? Black and blue black and, and white and gold. Or whatever yeah, black and blue and white and gold. And people could, I mean, people genuinely saw it as different. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm, you know, on Facebook and even my friends and I were trying to decide what the stress was and... Like I saw black and blue and other people that I knew were not bullshitting me saw it as white and gold. Yeah. Right. And even the designer of the dress, they, uh, the company that made it uh, eventually released a statement of what it was. People didn't believe them. So, you know, the company provided, you know, a, a not a great, but a, the, <clears throat> their best shot of it. And somebody ran it through Photoshop and was able to pull the chromatic numbers for it. And it was like, well, Shit kind of turns out it's a little bit of everything because of where the colors lie on the spectrograph or, yeah. the, or the spectrum. And uh, because of that, people have different, you know, every, everybody sees things differently. You and another person can look at the same exact spot of the same exact tree and see two different things. Yep. Yep. But I remember looking at it and even before I got into the whole what colors are the stripes? I looked at it from from having taken quite a number of photographs in my time. Mm-hmm. And when I say it was quite not a, number, a good quality shot. Oh no, my wasn't it, but- God, I'm looking at this thing and I'm thinking the last time I saw something this bad was when something was cross-developed incorrectly by Kodak in the 1970s with 126 film. See, to me, it just reminded me of my, uh, when I was actually taking classes for photography. Oh my God. Your teacher, if your teacher had seen this picture, they would have gagged. Mm -hmm. Oh, my teacher would, no, what my teacher would have done is explain to me what I could have done better. Cause that was the kind of teacher she was. Um, well, yes. After gagging, yeah, as it was, um, she, most of us wouldn't have had this problem in terms of del- development, if, assuming this was not a digital shot, because she taught us how to first uh, do gradient exposures and do all the various testing techniques, even do- you know, even doing the whole dodging and focusing and everything else to get what we desired of the photo. So I ended up producing stuff that my local, you know, one hour photo 
would have like not so much. They wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah, I hear you. Hey, believe it or not, one twenty six film carts are still sold. Holy balls! Oh, cool. No, no, that's not cool because you know what it's going to take to develop that stuff. Dude, I remember the chemicals for crying out loud. Okay, yeah, there, there's that. Yeah, I used to do some. I mean, not film development, but you know, X-ray development myself. Ooh. Old school with the chemicals in the buckets and have to swish it for X amount of seconds and then rinse it off and then put it in the fixer and rinse it off. Tell yeah, me, because we because we had that one kid in class. Did you happen to have that one person who they smelled the chemicals and they went into a sneezing fit? I always had to wear masks, but you know. Oh no, we we were kids in high school. <laughs> masks? Um, <laughs> no, I was I was like I was enlisted in OSHA. You know, we, we had to go by OSHA, but you know, even the military was stricter than some OSHA requirements. So yeah, yeah. The the things that they got away with that we hope they don't get away with anymore. Yeah, but in a tiny little dark room all by yourself, having to develop panoramic x-rays with chemicals and buckets by hand. Yeah, I did that. I will say this for my school, though. I will give them props on one thing. They did have, although it was low, it was it, it, it was uh, very um, quiet. It was dampened. They did have ventilation in the room. They just didn't have ventilation over the stations. But the room itself did have airflow. Well, that's something at least. I will give them that. Yeah. They were still wrong. (laughs) But at least they did it in the days when kids didn't smoke in. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's mm, that could be a problem. That's. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to light up a cigarette while I'm going into the development room. Uh (laughs) (laughs) See you when the rest of your body parts land from the sky, knucklehead. Yeah, Yeah. I mean. It wasn't that long ago, though, if you think about it. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, hell, when I was when I was still enlisted, they still allowed smoking inside. Now, I mean, not in all places, but they had break rooms and things. And here I am, you know, up in the hospital. And yeah, they allowed smoking. I remember when companies and restaurants and stuff were getting rid of smoking. Not because it was federally mandated, but because they just thought it was better for business. And so living in New York, you know, none of the places had smoking indoors anymore. Burger King was gone. McDonald's didn't have it indoors. None of them had it indoors anymore. And then we took a trip down to Florida. Oh, Lord. <laughs> it was what? like going. <laughs> I never I never really realized how much I appreciated a smoke free restaurant until we visited Florida. And it yeah. was just like, oh, look. <laughs> Uh, Mount Vesuvius has erupted. <laughs> mm-hmm. Those were the days. I think we might as well get things started over here. So, like I had said, I had kind of forgotten to do the horrible scopes for yesterday because I was otherwise busy with uh, a different project, silly me. You want to find out a little bit more about it? Uh, I can explain it later, but not right now. So, you have a life shooting. I'm sorry? So how dare you have a life? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, I've only been looking forward to doing this particular video for the last uh, seven months. Oh, seven months? Okay. Well, th- this seven one in particular. It's all about the same. You know, the last two years. It's, it's been 733 years. I don't care what yes. it is. 
It has. I mean, come on. We lost fucking Betty White, for Christ's sake. You know, you know what? We're just going to move on. We're just going to move on from yeah, there. Yeah. So it's time for the horrible scopes. So for those of you who know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, don't really care. You're getting it. You're getting, you're getting whatever it is that you're getting. And like, like I told everybody last night, since I was late with not getting them out last, last night, next week, everybody gets a nice one. But not this week. You'll see. Aries, you want to know who started that whole flat earth conspiracy? Go look at your album collection from 1984. Early in that collection, you're going to see a black and white mottled spine. That is Thomas Dolby's The Flat Earth. He's the reason all those nutters are out there. So go complain to him on Twitter. I'm sure he'd love to hear from you. <laughs> that album. <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> Someone is going to invite you out for dinner this week. Do not accept. They're planning on taking you to a pub, waiting until your meal arrives, and then having the jukebox play that one song you hate five times in a row. You knew they were a tool before this. You don't need them to prove it again. There's a story behind that one. Gemini, you bought all those albums back in the day, and now you're upset that there's nothing worth listening to in the modern music. Well, break out those albums and listen to them again, all the way through, without skipping only to the hits. You'll realize that there's still crappy music you've never heard before, but with the same levels of engineering and electronics you remember from your Aquanet inhaling days. <laughs> mm -hmm. Cancer Moonchild. Yes... Yes, he drives you crazy with his constant, um, but actually Simpsons comic book guy mannerisms. But he's still family and he's going to live with you for another 50 years easy. If you weren't ready for that level of commitment, you shouldn't have bought a blue and yellow macaw. Yeah, they live like 50, 60 years. I want one. Just I know. I know. But I, I like having all the knuckles on all of my fingers. Just saying. Yeah. Good point. So, at the beginning of an orchestral concert, before the conductor comes out, the musicians perform an onstage lineup with concert A. Uh, I'm sorry, an onstage? Tune-up, sorry. Onstage tune-up with concert A. Believe it or not, even the drums are tuned. But here's a question for you. When they play Coro Dizengari from Verdi's Il Travatore Opera, do they tune the anvils too? And how do you tune an anvil? Do you need a belt sander to make it sharper? Or weld a horseshoe on it to make it flatter? Call a concert, a local concert theater and ask to speak to the concert master about it. Pretty sure they've never gotten the question before. I'm pretty sure they haven't. They probably haven't. Um, yeah. First off, yeah, you do have to mount an anvil specially. Yes, you do. Uh, if you want the anvil to ring. And secondly, the easiest way to tune an anvil is drop it on a coyote's head. That, that, <laughs> that, that very well but could be. We have to speak to uh, like Mike Post. I'm sure that he could answer that question for you. And it, if you ever want to hear many, many wonderfully, beautifully tuned anvils, 
Animaniacs song, Let the Anvils Ring. Oh, yes. And and I was thinking about that in particular. But <laughs> you were. but Coro di Zingari from Verdi's Il Trov- Trovatore, that is the one that we otherwise in English call the Anvil Chorus. Hence, the reason why this came up. I would love to see a, a guy come out there before the after the concert master comes out and just hold on a moment, belt sander. What are we doing? Tuning up. All right, we're ready. Uh, you'd actually need an angle grinder. <laughs> Whatever. I didn't remember what the right thing. I don't work with power tools. <laughs> Virgo. We know you want to practice your Christmas dinner so you don't make a mistake later, but you're taking it a little too far. Goose is relatively easy. It's basically turkey. Beef Wellington is tricky, sure, but it's not too tough. But for God's sake, stop practicing eggnog. No one's going to trust homemade stuff, so just cut your losses. (laughs) And to those of you who are on the northeastern coast and know what a Wawa is, okay... Not the goose, the the gas station. They have their own brand of eggnog that beats out the snot of anything else in the stores. And if you also happen to find a Wawa that's still selling their own brand of vanilla bean ice cream, equal parts of the two of them make the best eggnog milkshake you will ever have in your life. And, you know, that crap that McDonald's sells every year is... Well, well, yeah, that's yeah. not even worth giving to the kids. There's a reason why he called it crap. But anyway. Libra, you know what made Millie Vanilli pariahs? They didn't come clean right from the beginning. There have been plenty of fake bands with hits before. Look at the Archies, or Alvin and the Chipmunks, or the Monkees. Uh... Okay, um, all right, the monkeys were at least competent musicians, so that one's a bad example. Okay, uh, how about Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem? They were literally built to be a band, so there you go. In a world of Millie Vanillies, you be an animal. <laughs> animal? Yeah. You want to know how to piss off all your Marvel movie loving friends? Tell them that there's no way for Iron Man's chest-mounted arc reactor to power anything without it cooking his chest like a microwave oven. Seriously, that much power would generate so much waste heat, it's amazing he didn't have a nipple-to-nipple tan line. It's true. Um, As an Iron Man fan... Did I have the wrong word for waste? Yeah, but that's all right. Okay, that's fine. As an Iron Man fan, I can say that there was heat dissipation technology that you're not taking into account. Because, yes, he was able to absorb a freaking lightning bolt. Whatever, heck. You're making excuses. Uh, No, that was actually Tony Stark's, one of his main powers was his brilliance in technology. Yeah, but if you take all that Iron Man armor off of him, what is he? Stark naked. Nobody cares. (laughs) Millionaire genius playboy. Stark naked. 
Just read the uh, thing. Apparently, some people are into him. Uh, the fanfic says so, anyway. Sagittarius, the next time you get gas for your car, you might want to consider getting it washed, too. It's collecting dirt from not driving much, and there may be critters built building under the hood. Splurge for the deck sprayers, in case there's some nest of some kind under there. Squirrels can be problematic, but hornet nests are a bigger level of trouble. It's true. Yep. It's very, very and, true. You know, just a a quick word of, uh, you know, if the gas prices rise above minimum wage, it's going to be real interesting to see just how many companies start going, we can't find employees and they're only hiring minimum wage. And scheduling three hours a shift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Capricorn, your diet needs to be cleaned up this week. Less bloody meat and more plant-based forkfuls. God, I was so terrified about actually pronouncing that correctly. Chicken Caesar salad is filling and gives you a great workout. Because how many times do you need to stab one of those little cherry tomatoes before it sticks? And can you duck the juices it spits once you do? Let's be fair. Another heart attack will end you. Caesar salads aren't really known for their low calorie count. No. And I still have trauma from this time back in high school when I had braces and went on prom date and bit into a cherry tomato on a salad and squirted said dates right in the face with it. Oh, see, I would have laughed at that and just moved on with the date. He didn't get yeah. upset, but I was horrified. I was mortified. Oh, my God. But um, as somebody who has friends who have gone on to, like, 100% plant-based diets, yeah, being a plant-based diet doesn't automatically mean you're going to be healthier. <laughs> I'm just saying 16-year-old and you squirt your date in the face with a cherry tomato. That's embarrassing. I wanted a, to crawl under the table and you, die. You just say, hey, look, I, w- I was just letting you know ahead of time. <laughs> I, I'm typing. I'm typing. I'm typing. <laughs> Aquarius, <laughs> you wanted to know why a banjo sounds the way it does, but wait, wait, you were what? Wait. You read Capricorn, didn't you? I read it. Oh, I read, you sorry. read Capricorn. I, I'm sorry. I'm got- off my mark. There's only three of us. That's how we got off on the cherry tomato and me being 16 and embarrassing the hell out of I'm just going to go sit in the corner and spit my tomatoes at people. (laughs) Aquarius, you wanted to know why a banjo sounds the way it does, but you were afraid to search for the answer at work. We understand that. Want IT to get a warning that someone had visited banjo.com? Sure, there's lots of simple, benign information about banjos there. But they'll also sell them. With $500 near the low end of the price scale, it might be easier just to call and speak to them directly to get the answers instead of doing your own research. Tech, I was very specifically thinking of you on this one. Because you know full well, if somebody is doing IP logging and they get a flag for something that's not work-related and it comes up as banjos.com... <laughs> You work IT. You know what'll happen. And um, and um, Bridget. 
now you understand. We're one episode away where I could have gotten away with it. Not tonight. Oh, and while we're doing, you know, warnings and talking about IT and searching for stuff at work, uh, if you happen to be a doll collector, do not Google anything like antique dolls. Just don't. By the way, uh, I've been reading Pisces here and just the start of it. Did you really have to channel that game? As I was playing my music to get inspiration, it came up. (laughs) All right. The fact that you recognized it says all I need to know. Pisces, how are you today, gentlemen? You are on the way to destruction, what you say. And you don't even think about it. Time is an enemy that robs you of life as it tick, tick, ticks away. The only way to solve that problem is to make time pass slower for yourself. Either travel faster or live closer to a higher gravitational point. Actually, I thought it was supposed to be further away. No. So hop on a rocket ship and fly into a black hole. Uh, trust us, that'll be something you'll be able to do for your whole lifetime for you. But forever for us. And if you don't understand, crack open a physics book and read up on the theory of relativity. By the way, um, on one of those uh, physics explanation shows, Neuroline, uh, if I can find it, I'll reference it. Uh, They actually talk about the concept of using black holes for time travel, which devolves into having to have the opposite of a black hole, which is a white hole, and then having universes that flip-flop with the different requirements and being able to get past certain membranes. Oh, dude, they compressed it into like 15, 20-minute explanation. How they figured out how to do that, that itself was magic. Got me on this one, man. I'm, I, believe it or not, I still reel every once in a while when I think about the explanation of uh, the theoretical physical models of multi-dimensions, string theory, M-brains, and it was all stuff that was explained very nicely on some PBS show. And you know for well, PBS is not exactly known for, you know, sugarcoating stuff when they say, okay, deep dive time, here we go. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's that. By the way, those are horrible scopes for this week. If you like what you got, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You're weird. But uh, next week, everybody gets a, a good one because um, I have to I have to do penance for missing. Yeah, the, penance the is a good word for it. It's, it's a good word for him. Yeah. You know, I'm almost done with this water. You know, as as far as water goes... This is not bad water. Yeah, just I don't like it. It it's it's not. Um, I think because it's mineral water, I think it has, it's a little bitter to me. You know, I've I've had where it's just been very much just. Mm, 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 no, this uh, this one is not a this one is not a problem. And believe it or not, believe it or not. I know full well that there have been competitions, I don't know if they're still going on, for the best flavored tap waters from different municipalities. I don't remember who's won, but when I was growing up on Long Island, I didn't mind tap water at all. It was perfectly fine. It was tasty. It was fine. 
I mean, it gave me all the fluoride that I needed. So, you know, the hell was I worried It depends about? on where you go, though. I mean, some municipalities sure. are better than others. Uh, That's very and true. And I like where we were growing up. We, you know, ours came from uh, artesian wells. Mm-hmm. And so we didn't have a problem with hard water. I mean, it was some of the best water you could possibly get. And then we, when I ended up having to go to Texas and was stationed down there, that water was nasty. Oh, yeah, I can believe it. And then we get here, and it's not so bad here, but, you know, uh, further north in the state, hard, hard water, lots of sediment, and it, it was disgusting. I wouldn't even let the cats drink it. I can't say as I blame you. Hey, I just looked at this, uh, I, I just looked at the, the label on the bottle. This bottle is 750 mils. This is the same as the bottles that I have in my wine. Yeah. And I, I just poured the last of it out. So the last of this is in my, uh, in my glass now. Oh, look at that. And I'm not even going to get drunk tonight. By the way, the, uh, the, the YouTube channel was PBS Space Time that I was talking about. So it's entirely possible I might have seen it. Okay, make sure that I'm linked. Oh, yeah, you got it. Okay, I'll make sure that's in the notes. So now we get to talk about the real thing. Objectivity is a lie. I hate. I cannot stress how many underlines there are with that word hate. I hate. I revile these Christian apologists who decide that they're going to have this gotcha question about is there objective morality. Uh, and I'm going to stop that whole thing right there. I'm going to stop that whole thing right there. Because the term morality is something that is measured. If you can measure something by evaluation, that's no longer objective. Mathematics doesn't, doesn't follow that same rule. Mathematics works on its own because of the way that it was designed. So can you say that something is objectively right or wrong in mathematics? No, because it's to paraphrase from somebody else. Math is either fucking right or it's fucking wrong. There is no in-between, no matter how nice your teacher wants to grade on a curve for you. I found that out in high school many times because I couldn't keep track of where my goddamn decimal points were supposed to be. I'm not bitter. I am not bitter. She was just a little German woman who liked to have fun at my expense all the time. All right, she didn't. It just felt that way. But you know what? Whatever. It's fine. I'm 50 years old. She's probably dead now, so it doesn't really matter. Whatever. It's fine. But anyway. So I'm pretty sure that we can think of several high-profile Christian apologists who tend to use this whole gotcha question about objective morality. I'm sure we've, uh, I'm sure we've heard of them. Um... Because who is it that I'm thinking? Banana Man. Yeah. He's the one I think of very first and foremost. Is there any such thing as objective morality? Why does the question even matter, Ray? 
How do you determine what is objective morality, Ray? And then the question is, is there objective morality? Don't know. And this is, this answer is a problem. Don't get this guy. Literally don't get this guy. Um, let me, let me give the, uh, let me give the example that I've typically used because I've used this one on the show a couple of times and, and you all play along with this one. If I said I was going to take a knife and stab somebody in the throat, most people would say you're nuts. But for those of us that remember, if Father Mulcahy takes a pocket knife, stabs a suffocating man in the throat, and puts a pen top in there to make a very quick and dirty, and I mean dirty, path for him to breathe through and save his life, well, that's not the same thing, now is it? But you start off with the same piece. You take somebody with a knife, you stab it through their throat. Okay, which one is the moral, which one isn't? Oh, it's got everything to do with intent? Oh, well, now you're adding more complications. Objectivity is either a one or a zero. It's either yes or no. So, what's it going to be, dude? Are you going to go ahead and condemn Father Mulcahy? Or are you just going to sit there and say, oh, well, actually... Yeah, and I'm just going to tell you to go ahead and suck on your thumb while you're at it. Stephanie, uh, Ray does not adhere to his precious Bible for his objective morality. In scare quotes, bless you. We know. Oh, we know. I wonder how much money it would take to get Ray to do a banana consumption video. Hmm. Oh, well, I can think. Anyway. Uh... What are you guys talking about over there? I'm trying to, I've got the, I've got the boom arm for my microphone right over here. And it's <clears> right <throat> in the way of me being able to see what it is that these guys are typing to each other. So I don't know what it is that's going on over there, but I see something about jokes and I don't even know what the hell to do at this point. Well, I will explain because yeah, in the, in the purpose of full disclosure, you know, I, I, you know, full be honest about what we're talking about. We had launched onto the thing about the tomato you know, and all wait, this other wait. stuff. Are we you had- comfortable talking about it, though? Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like this is important and it's doing a a service to the community. Okay. And one of the reasons why I am here. Okay. Um. Anyway, Dr. Daryl Ray, uh, the guy who wrote, um, you know, the God Virus. I'm sorry, uh, Dr. Daryl Ray. Is this the same gentleman who opens most conversations with? So, did you masturbate today? Yes. Okay. Just making, just making sure I had the right guy in mind. Okay. Many, many years ago, when I I was at a, at a con, uh, he did a workshop 
And, uh, and, and even before the workshop, he had asked some of his friends, and we've been friends for a long time. I mean, I met him back like Skepticon 3, which was like ages ago. Oh my gosh. I mean, like 12 years ago or something. Maybe longer than that. I don't remember. Um, and everybody here, you know, in the audience, you know, knows that I grew up in a pretty screwed up, repressed, you know, evangelical yep. you know, kind of a, uh, upbringing. And so when Daryl was doing research on one of his uh, first sex books after he wrote The God Virus, I participated in some research that he was doing, you know, for the book because he was wanting to draw, you know, a parallel between, you know, sexual repression and evangelical, you know, religious backgrounds and how that, you know, can be detrimental to some people and, and it causes them some issues, right? Yeah, think? Yeah. So uh, anyway, I, you know, I help my friends. That's what I do whether financially or whatever. So, uh, you know, I contributed to research for his book. Um, but then I attended a workshop that he was giving at, at a convention. And I can't remember if it was in Nebraska or something. It was a long time ago. And uh, so he gave out questionnaires to everybody who attended this you know, workshop. And it had like a series of questions on there that you, you know, ranked that you would be willing to do this or not. And, you know, it was a scale of one to ten. Okay. And so you tall tallied up all your answers and then got a score and then you turned it into him at the end of the workshop. And he said that I was honestly the, the person out of all the years that he had been giving those questionnaires to that came out as the most repressed he had ever, ever seen. On a scale from one to ten, he said, you know, most average people rate like an eight or a nine on it. Okay. And the people who came from evangelical backgrounds and still struggling rate at like a four average. I came out at a 1.2. And he's like, yeah, you still have some issues. I'm like, yeah, and I've been in therapy since I was 19. How about that? So, yeah, we had a long chat and, you know, I had some drinks over it and stuff. But isn't that sad? But it's also, you know, uh, a good example of how much damage is still there. Perfect. Anybody who's not familiar with Dr. Del Rey, um, <laughs> I found the Wikipedia entry, but uh, just, you know, this guy was brought up a fundamental Christian, right? Mm -hmm. He was part of a Quaker church. He was part of Presbyterian church. He actually taught Sunday school. He was a preacher. Um, he, he didn't leave the church until you know, like the mid eighties, um, you know, in his thirties. So the guy has a, had a religious background. Mm -hmm. Um, he earned his bachelor. His bachelor's degree was in sociology, anthropology. Uh, he got an MA in church and community at a Christian college, and he also finished his doctoral in psychology uh, at the Peabody College of Vanderbilt University, earning his educational degree. This is not somebody who is just he. He didn't learn feng shui and the art of potpourri. Right. He actually has the background to support his he knows uh, his shit. work yeah, yeah. The, 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 you know yeah he 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 actually has the knowledge of his uh swim lane if you will that's yeah. fair yeah so anyway for him to say and and he still remembers this and if you were to ask him he would still remember my questionnaire <laughs> After all these years, but he's like a 1.2 because he asked if I minded him sharing and I was like, no. And he's like, this is the lowest I have ever, ever, 
had. <laughs> okay. And all of my years, I'm like, yeah, I know, I've got some issues. And he's like, yeah, you do. So, but, yeah, I feel like I don't mind people, you know, 10 years ago, I probably would have been upset about people knowing that about me. But, you know. Uh, things have changed. Things have changed. I've told my story. You know, people here know a lot about me. And uh, I feel like it's important that more people know that it can really seriously screw you up. I'm so glad that we've got this show to help you come out of your shell. Me too. <laughs> Some would say it's corruption. You know what? I, whatever works. Uh, it was cheaper than therapy. Uh, no bad. But no, actually, there have there you know there've been a couple people who have you know come forward and and said that I'm so glad that you have you know told your story and shared because me too. But I'm afraid to say anything out publicly. But at least I know I'm not alone. Fair enough. Yeah. Good on you. So, like I said, you know this this objectivity thing. It drives it 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 can it constantly drives me up a wall. I I get stuff come up on YouTube every once in a while. You know, could have been could have been one of these uh, uh, one of these call in shows in Texas. Could have been somebody else's podcast. It, it could have been you know anybody. Anybody anywhere getting a uh, getting an email right in or a YouTube comment or a whatever. And I, I'm pretty sure I fielded the same damn thing a couple of times too, because you know I don't chime in all the time on stuff. I really need to go back and see what's going on with the uh, the stuff down south with the Satanic Temple. I really need to follow up on that news article. And I try not to be a dick. I try really hard not to be a dick. I really do. But there are times where you just have to go ahead and stick it to somebody and just tell them, you want to go ahead and you want to argue this? Fine. Here are the pieces that you're talking about. Here's how you're wrong. Here are the pieces that keep me right. What have you got to go ahead? No, no, no. You're not allowed to go ahead and, and take this for, into a different area. No, no, no. We're going to stay right here. We're going to stay on topic. And we're going to do what it is that we said that we're going to do. No, you don't get to go away to something else. No. So, yeah. So let's back up just a second. The uh, the reference that I made to Mash and Father Mulcahy, I'm not the only one that still remembers that uh, that particular episode, right? Um, okay. When he talks about hell. That's no, that's 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 not the same one. Uh, Father Mulcahy drove a jeep to go get somebody who was in a bad way. Why he decided to go, I don't really remember that part of it off the top of my head. I just remember that he he had his patient on a stretcher in, in the back of the Jeep and was starting to S. I forget what it was, but something was, uh, his his tongue was swelling up. That's what it was. And he was choking and couldn't breathe. And they had to talk him through giving uh, a tracheotomy in the field to a priest who is not medically trained to try to figure out, well, shit, how do we keep this guy alive? And you're going to need a knife and you're going to need something for him to breathe through. 
It's like, well, I've, I've got a pocket knife. Good. You got alcohol in the... Yeah, okay. Pour a whole bunch of alcohol on that blade. Here's what you're going to do. He walked him through, stabbing him in the throat. And then he took the, uh, the, uh, the end of the pen, unscrewed it, because, you know, it's just hollow. Put it in there so that uh, the guy would breathe. At least enough to be able to get back to the, you know, back to the camp so the doctors could actually take care of him. But that's the one that I always keep going back to because it's, you know, it's, it's perfect for me. Because, you know, if, if you were to otherwise tell somebody, I'm going to stab you through the throat. <laughs> well, that's, that's not a very nice thing to do, but, but it's going to save your life because you can't breathe. Well, okay, that's kind of makes a, a little bit different. Because it's always a matter of intent. What are you intending to do? Why would you stab me through the throat? Most people would not appreciate that. But then again, most people wouldn't appreciate having their ribs cracked open while they're awake. But, you know, if it's going to keep you alive, I mean, that's, that's kind of another thing. They don't, use, they don't do that very often by comparison now. You know, the idea that they can, they can ferret a, uh, uh, forgive me for using the term, uh, a, a probe up somebody's, uh, up the inside of somebody's leg so that they can get a, a, a tiny probe up to their heart and see what's going on. Wow. Medical stuff is just freaking amazing to me. But that's just me. You're adding more stuff. Oh God, I'd know that face. Don't post that face and not warn me. I almost punched my monitor. Don't do that. Yeah, DeSantis is a dick. As a DJ who prides himself on being a dick, I take umbrage at that comparison. But only so much I can do. No, uh, it both in chat. <clears throat> excuse me. Both in chat, as mentioned by uh, Stephanie, as well as uh, Bridget in our private chat uh, amongst ourselves, we were uh, referencing the fact that the Jewish community is suing the Florida legislation that bans abortions after 15 weeks. Um, and the nuts and bolts of it, now that we have the link there, is that the Jewish community is saying, look, um, the two prominent reasons why, because there's two big reasons, but they're probably going to have some more thrown in there, um, is one, it violates their right to privacy guaranteed by the state constitution. And um, the Jewish law does require that procedure to be performed in some cases, according to the um, Boynton uh, Beach Synagogue. Now, DeSantis is on the picture because he's quoted as saying, in quote, uh, well, a spokesperson for DeSantis said, uh, quote, our office is confident that this law will ultimately withstand all legal challenges. Now, end quote, that statement was an email from Governor Ron DeSantis, as spoken by the spokesman, which means that Governor DeSantis literally just said to the Jewish community, fuck you and your religious freedoms. See, it's only religious freedom if it's his religion, yep. not anybody else's. This is something that people have 
just not don't get through their goddamn heads. There's no other way to say it. No, I got you. I got you. And and yeah, but with them only considering the Christian religion in their religious stuff, sometimes it does come back to bite them in the ass occasionally. And hopefully this will be another one of those instances. Yep. I mean, Louisiana had it happen to them in the case of where they were doing the, you know, this, the school vouchers for religious schools, you know, they passed that and thought it was all hunky dory until, uh, you know, Muslims started coming up and go, Oh, that means that we can get vouchers to go to madrasas then. Right. And they're like, uh, 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 no, that's not what we meant. Yeah. yeah. Now, here's something else that's in the lawsuit, yeah. uh, as brought by the Jewish community. I want you to listen to the wording of this very carefully. Quote In Jewish law, abortion is necessary if required to protect the health, mental, or physical well being of the women, or for many other reasons not permitted, uh, parentheses, by Florida's law. Unquote. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like with regards to Roe v. Wade? Sounds to me Same like- damn thing, right? Sounds to me like uh, Rifra is going to come and bite somebody's butt. It, it's the same damn thing with the religion removes for Roe v. Wade. Yep. Same thing. Because mental well-being, physical well-being of women is bloody important. Any women who go against Roe v. Wade, any women who support Trump and his cronies, anybody who supports progressivism of any kind, you need to you're shooting yourself, not in your foot. You're shooting yourself in your own damn mouth. You are literally loading the gun, all a revolver with all the chambers loaded, no blanks, no empty slots, loading it up, cocking a hammer, and sticking it in your mouth, and hopefully, and, and uh, apparently pointing it right at your brain. That You're doing the same thing as that. Okay? You're leading to your own repression. And, I, for and one, don't get it. I don't either. And, and relegating yourself to second class or lower status permanently. Chattel. I mean, and I mean, literally, you, you women who are trying to do this crap to yourself, even the Jewish community is trying to protect you, even if you're not Jewish. I'm still and waiting. It violates the charter, uh, you know, against human rights. And I'm still waiting. I am still very much waiting because I'd, I'd heard about this one. I'm waiting for the Satanic Temple to join with them in the court. Because, uh, again, if if there is a version of Rifra, oh, yeah, we should really explain that, um, then... That means that any religious organization that says, you know, uh, abortion is not only perfectly fine with us, it may be a requirement for the parishioners, then, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah, but I think honestly that, I mean, the Satanic Temple serves a good, you know, cause of making the point that yes, there's a violation going on here and we're going to call you out on it and shove it in your face. But 
you know, honestly, from looking at a societal standpoint, I think that the, you know, Jewish synagogue would <sighs> go further in, in, you know, proving this and not making people just automatically freak out because satanic temple, you know. Possibly, potentially. But I think so because they keep saying, "Yeah, we're a Judeo-Christian country and Judeo-Christian traditions." And here's your Judeo people going, "Hey, wait a minute, we got a problem here." There, there is that. There is that. Um, well, you know what? They could um, instead of joining them directly, couldn't they? Couldn't they submit information? Uh, I forget what the hell it's called, uh, as a friend of the court mm -hmm. to say, we had a, we had a similar situation in God, where the hell was it? Was it Texas? Yeah, where, I mean, where they, they have an briefing. Yeah. Where they had, uh, uh, some woman wanted and the state said, no, you're not allowed to. And they came in and said, uh, yeah, um, religious exemption here. Thank you. Let's just go ahead yeah. and do this now. I forget if that was Texas, Arkansas. Shit, I forgot which one it was. I know it was done. See, this is why I am nowhere near going to be uh, a lawyer. Maybe you should ask Morgan. Morgan would know. Yeah, she would know. Uh, in this piece that, that Tech just linked, uh, there's there's a lot of uh, insidiousness that's going on to this too. That's uh, specific to like one person. Is it the same person? I'm looking through this real quick. I think it is. Yeah, there's like one person that's trying to. This is going back to Shijin's perception and language and how important language is. It's trying to flip this whole drag queen you know, library story hour on its head by changing it to what was it? Uh, what was he calling it? Transvestite strippers or some weird off the wall thing, trying to change the language to make it something worse than what it is. Oh yeah. So here, here's yeah. the thing for, for, for the audience who may not be familiar with what a drag queen is. Okay. A drag queen is a person usually a guy, not always a guy, but usually a guy who dresses in drag, meaning opposite gender, uh, drag clothing and makeup to imitate and often exaggerate female gender, uh, presentation signifiers, the, the, yeah, physicality and gender roles for entertainment purposes. Okay. This is not sexual. This is, for the same reason you would turn on TV and watch Top Gun. It's entertainment. Some people find it humorous. Some people find it intellectually stimulating. Some people, it makes them question things. Some people, it, it, you p different people take away different things. But the point of it is not to sexualize anything in the standard way that porn does. Okay, That's not the goal of a drag queen. Okay. Um, there has been more association of the gay men and gay culture with drag queens, but that's because they have so many things that, you know, just kind of mesh together and they don't really step on each other's foots unless they, you know, 
can't see because the dresses are so big and poofy and vibrant. But it also has to go back to sexual, uh, gender identity, sexual identity, things that people are questioning now more than ever before, people that are learning now more than ever. And so one of the things that the drag queen community has done um, over, was it two years now or something like that, has been doing in public libraries, not private libraries, okay? Just a public library. And it's announced ahead of time. It even has drag queen in the title. It's a reading program, okay? Where a drag queen gets goes to the library and they read to children. They don't read them, you know, Fifty Shades of Grey or some shit like that. They read children's books. Most of the children's books are inclusive books, meaning that if a child is different, they will most likely identify with the book and be calmed, knowing that, look, there's somebody else who's different up there. In fact, they're very different from me, and they're okay with themselves. I can be okay with me. Other kids who are quote-unquote normal get to see something that they don't normally see and are through the books, the children's books, get to understand that there are people who are different from them. This world is filled with people who are different from them. It doesn't mean that they're bad or that they're good. It just means that they're different. Okay? There are parents who are literally threatening the lives of the librarians, the drag queens. They're taking their children there to protest and these little kids have no idea what the hell's going on and are scaring the shit out of their own kids because mommy and daddy are screaming bloody murder and threatening to kill people or to hurt them meanwhile this person over here who happens to be wearing a dress is just reading a children's book one that doesn't tell them that they have to dress like them one that doesn't tell them that they have to be like them just that different people exist. This is something that is normal. If you turn on the damn television and watch the news, you'll see different people. Well, unless you watch Fox, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, you said funny. news. Yeah. You but if you're, news. if you're watching the world news, you will see people of different skin colors, different clothes. Hell, look at some of the India programming and look at how many colors are in their clothes alone. You know, how vibrant those colors are and everything else. You don't see a lot of that in American clothing. But mm -hmm. you, you go over to India and you look at how vibrant the colors are. It's amazing. Look at the food for crying out loud, how vibrant the colors are. So the point is, is that, you know, they are not trying to sexualize kids. But you've got the Proud Boys going over there recently. Oh, that's a whole other thing, man. That's in the link that I have threatening to kill them mm -hmm. right and then why <laughs> in san that... francisco of all places it's yeah. like it's like uh, you, you know you sh you're not picking a conservative area guys then again they're not obviously not very smart up the totem pole there but they were hurling insults saying that you know they're grooming the kids, that the drag queens are pedophiles and groomers, groomers and pedophiles. And they're using these words, mm -hmm. right? They're saying tranny, groomer, pedophile. Um, and, you know, 
they're doing it in front of children uh-huh. to scare the children away from anybody who's different from they are. And let's right. let's let's call a spade a spade here for a second. When all is said and done, these people, these drag queens, are a encouraging reading mm-hmm. to children by b wearing a costume. Yeah. When all is said and done, when all is said and done. That's, that's, that's really it all comes down to. And they're freaking the hell out about it because these are people who are dressed in over the top flamboyant methodology that would make, that would make Rip Taylor blush. And here's the interesting thing about the drag queen story hour. And that is an it's, old reference for some of you people. You people who get yeah, that, you need to I have think. your prostate examined. <laughs> yeah. You do. Soon. Shh. Um, <laughs> that'd be I'll, a different show the day that happens I'll, to me. I'll wait. I'll wait. The, the Drag Queen I'll Story wait. Hour is not a program that anybody has to take their kids to. Mm-mm. Nobody has to show up. And yet, the people who don't want their kids to be exposed to it brought their kids to it. Yeah. Hey, dumbass. You're doing protesting wrong. Yeah. Well. At the same time, though, they're getting all, you know, mad and upset now that, that okay, we're doing this kind of crap, and we're being labeled as terrorists, and that's not fair. And it's like, you're the definition of a domestic terrorist, you're terrorizing people for ideological and political gain. Yeah, the police actually arrested 31 men who were identified as being Proud Boys. It's not that they arrested them because they were Proud Boys. It was they arrested them and found out they were identified with the Proud Boys. Well, all right, let's let's you know, or, that organization that Trump approves of. Well, hold if you on. Don't want to be a racist. Don't act racist. Yeah. Okay. If you so you don't want to be called a terrorist. Don't do terroristic shit. All right. Simple. Let, let me make sure that we're, we're talking about the right one. Uh, Tech, you're talking about the U-Haul, right? Huh. Oh, you're talking. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the people who were arrested for threatening the drag queens and the librarians. Um, Okay. Okay. Then, then there's a different, uh, a different story. Wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They were arrested, and I, uh, I'm sorry. The thirty. You're talking the ones at the the ones in the hall that were arrested for wanting to bat protest at Pride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. They were going to go after the pride parade. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, so yeah. It's just so yeah. many. It's hard to keep them straight. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So this particular story, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this one real quick. Uh, there were thirty ish. I don't remember exactly how many. It doesn't really much matter. Uh, proud boys who organized themselves online. They were going to go to a pride parade in a U-Haul. They got these guys into the back of a, basically a box van, which. You're not supposed to do, for one thing, riders in the backside of a box van, that's that's a whole bunch of wrong. But they were they were stopped by police. One of the few times I can actually say, yeah, you guys did the right thing, thank you. And you didn't kill anybody in the process, so give you a little give you a little thumbs up for that one. They were stopped an eighth of a mile away from their intended destination. An eighth of a mile away. Why? Why weren't they stopped earlier? Why weren't they stopped later? Because the group had been infiltrated by law enforcement, i.e. FBI and such. 
and they knew what the plans were. The dumbasses not only were stopped with clear intent, dressed for the occasion, the dumbasses had ID on their person as well as printed out information for exactly what it was they were going to do. So it's exactly the kind of same setup as what they used for catch a child molester. Come to this house at this time and bring, I would love for you to bring whatever the hell it was, some, some little knickknack or something to prove that's really what you were intending to do with this underage minor. I'd like you to have a seat right there right now. Thank you very much. These people, these people who keep yelling and, by the way, all these, all these proud boy groups now are, are all shitting themselves because now they don't know who to trust in their ranks. And as far as I'm concerned, that's a double thumbs up right there. Fuck them. But, but now it all comes down to if they want to complain that they're being labeled domestic terrorists, or they want to complain that people are calling them stupid because they can't pronounce things like Petri dish. You know what? If the shoe fits. Where are all the shoes? I'm not going to tell you where. I mean, there are several orifices that could be chosen. But the other thing that's disturbing about some of this, though, and I haven't seen any recent bulletins uh, because I couldn't get they couldn't get a comment from them. But there is chatter that with Juneteenth coming up. Oh, God, yeah. Sunday. And we're worried about that up over here in Buffalo, as you can probably well that fucking imagine. There is chatter, you know, popping up to where people need to be especially alert for more Buffalo-type incidents planned for Juneteenth. Yep. That, you know, this is being discussed on Telegram and some other places. So if something happens... You know, just to be expecting it. Yep. It'll still be horrifying, but just don't be surprised. Yeah, going to be a little bit, uh, a little bit weird on that one. Uh, I think it's worth uh, backing up just a second because we were using the term "rifra," and I, I didn't, I didn't explain out what the term means. And I know I, I've tried to remember to do that. "Rifra" is the shorthand version for the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. The way that it's been basically understood is if there is a law that counters religious um, edicts uh, on on behavior, I guess is probably the best way to describe it, from a sincerely held belief that the law is basically considered uh, null for that person, for that situation, and um, they can do whatever it is that they wanted to do. So, for instance, as was mentioned before, the whole, uh, again, I forget which, which state it was, there was a two-week hold on abortion, two-week, 24-hour, whatever it was. There was a, you can't get an abortion straight away, we have to wait a mandatory bloody blah And the Satanic Temple came in and said, uh, no, they're one of us, and we don't hold to that, so you can just go ahead and do it now. Yeah, it was Missouri. Yeah. It was Missouri, okay. Mm -hmm. So there have been other situations like that where can we call these folks Christo-fascists I think we can. I think we can. I think we should. Mm -hmm. Who have tried to use that for an excuse for basically being horrible human beings. Mm 
to other human beings. Mm-hmm. That's what we have sitting on SCOTUS now, and yeah. that's all religiously based. Yeah, and that's a whole other that is a whole other piece where there are people who are yelling, complaining now that the entire bench should be investigated for basically lying in their uh, in their uh, hearings. Should be, and I'm all for it because I full well expect that Justice Thomas is going to go down very, very hard because of his wife straight away. And after that, well, open up. He should, but I don't think he will. And I'll tell you why. Okay. There's only been one, there's only been one uh, Supreme Court justice that has been impeached in all of the history of the United States. And he survived impeachment. Um, in order to be impeached, uh, you know, you would have to have a certain amount of people willing to do said impeachment, and then you would have to have the, you know, the same high standards to remove, which you know, which is why Trump's impeachment failed. The votes are not going to be there. So even if he were impeached, he's he's not going to be removed. It's not going to happen. He deserves it. That doesn't mean that he can't face any kind of federal charges. Uh, but as far as impeachment and being removed, it, it will not happen. Sorry. If he's brought up on federal criminal charges and found guilty and goes to prison, would that not automatically remove him from the bench? I don't think so. He could still do hearings remotely. That becomes an interesting question. That becomes a very interesting question. I I wish I could remember the circumstances around the other impeachment because it was back in the 1800s, but it failed. So for impeachment, okay, according to the Constitution, you have to have a two-thirds vote of the Senate to convict, okay? Mm -hmm. The penalty for an impeached official upon conviction is removal from office. Now, in some cases, the Senate also disqualified a set officials from holding public offices in the future. The person who is impeached does not have an appeal process. Okay. It's the conviction that you're going to have a problem with, and it's because of the current makeup of the court in our Congress. Those those fascists are not going to vote to, to have him removed. You know it. No, I know. Because they are still believing in party over country. Mm -hmm. So he will not be removed via impeachment. So the House of Representatives, you know, they basically see the start of it. The Senate finishes it. And, you know, the Senate has to choose whether or not to convict the person. Um. That's it. That's the documentation. Um, that's actually from Senate.gov is the limitations of the impeachment. See, impeachment doesn't guarantee 
that the person can't hold public offices in the future. It just removes them from where they're at now. I would be okay with that to start off with. Right. Now, removal from office does kind of open them up for other lawsuits that they what that being in certain offices protects some people from. Mm-hmm. And that was the main goal of, you know, impeaching Trump was to get him remove his protections so that he could be treated in a court of law the same way as everybody else. Which they're supposed to be the anyway. same way as everybody else who's rich anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, good point. But now his wife, I think they've got her dead rights. Oh, yeah. And uh, I think some people are going to go through some things. Not all the people who we would like to see go through some things, but I think some of the people are going to go through some things. They all should. And you're right. You're right. As a complete aside, by the way, this is part of the reason why I was really trying to avoid the current news cycle. Because, oh my God, there's just so much of it and so much of it that is just crashing on our heads and shoulders about this whole damn thing and nothing we can do about it. So it's one of those things where I'm kind of trying to steer us away from it in general, but yeah, to keep up, it's it's like a fire hose, man. It's just everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, (laughs) and that's part of the reason why I didn't want to make this show about that because plenty of everybody else is taking care of it. So, you know, get the fuck away from it. I'm not saying that because I'm saying that I want us to get off the topic. It's just that. We've Look, I, I've pointedly really hard. Oh, oh, god, it's yeah, really hard. Yeah, it's, it's it's really hard um to not talk about certain things. In my opinion, for simple reason being, it 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 affects so much. Um, like one of the things I've told you know my son is that okay, you know you don't like politics. I get it. I don't know most 16-year-olds who do unless they are brought up in a very political family. Um, And I don't mean family members who pay attention to politics. I mean families where your dad might be running for one office, your mom might be running for another office, that kind of stuff, you know? And you're thrown neck deep in it. You're expected to be on the student council and all that other crap. But I explained to him, I said, the politics, whether you pay attention to them or not, will affect you. Every aspect of your life, every day that you're in this country, you're affected by these politics. People outside our country are even affected by our politics because so many economies are intertwined with our own. You'll learn more about that as you continue to gain education. Mm -hmm. And... You can choose to ignore it, which means that basically you're allowing other people to tell you 
you know, this is what your life is going to be like. Or you can pay attention, use your vote and go, no, I disagree with that. Or yes, I agree with that. You know, and if you can't find somebody who's right on the line with you, you have to find the ones who are closest to what you align with, of what your goals are, and vote for them. Just do the one thing that a lot of people don't do, though, is try to remember how it's going to impact other people, too. Because that's something that we don't do a lot of in this country. See, voting and and leaving, for example, leaving Roe versus Wade alone, or, or Roe v. Wade alone, allowing women to get abortions when they need them, that doesn't hurt the people who refuse to get abortions. Oh, oh think of the unborn children. And it's like, they're not born yet. It's in your own statement. They're technically not children. They're clumps of cells. They haven't reached sentience yet. You know, it's... Uh, they're organized differently. Mm-hmm. But we don't, you know, go, ooh, don't cut out that cancer lump. You know, it's life. You know, and thank you for bringing that one, because I have wanted to use that one for a while, and I've, I've always kicked it back in my own head. Because, uh, you know me, and you know, you know where I stand on the whole cancer thing. Valid and, argument, though. And I have, I have considered time and again of bringing that one out. And I haven't, because I've, I've kept thinking to myself, really shouldn't. It's kind of an unfair thing. And you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to kick that back again. I can't, I shouldn't. So the next time it comes, I'm going to use it. Because I need to. Oh, and and just because somebody needs to say it, fuck cancer. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It needs to be said. It has the same DNA as, as, you know, the person who has it. It just has mutations in there that have gone amok. But, you know, yeah, it's human DNA. You happen to cut out a mass? Absolutely. At the very least, try to. And, Steph, thank you. Stephanie is saying uh, they are unfair. So go for it, Shujin. Appreciate that. You're very unfair. And I put a link um, to a piece that was in the New Civil Rights Movement um, of this asshat whose name is Christopher Rufo. But he is the one who is responsible for all of the CRT uproar in this country. This one person. And he's weaponizing the drag queen story hour in the exact same manner by changing the language in which it is referred to. This person. And reminding everybody CRT. Uh, It's critical race theory. He's the one who has taken critical race theory that is taught at a college level, you know, course like we have stated, and weaponized it, you know, to get parents upset about racism being taught about in schools by, you know, saying that CRT is being taught to your kids and blah, 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 when he knows that it's a lie. 
he's doing it on purpose and he knows how to word it and how to get it out there to cause the most damage. Sounds vaguely like uh, what he opened with, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. But this person is one that we need to watch. When you have one person that can change the narrative and the language on forget, that level. Forget watch. dangerous person. We need to act against him. We need to call him out on his bullshit all the time. Yeah. Everybody's watching. Nobody's doing. When was the last time you turned to somebody who said something racist and you go, Hey, asshole, that's racist. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, but if you have one person that can do the messaging to that degree, that's a dangerous person. Hmm. He knows what he's doing. I turned to one of my coworkers when I found out that they had a sticker on their vehicle. And the sticker said, let's go Biden. And I said, you know, that's really stupid sticker. Well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, if, if, if you really don't like Biden that much, you could literally just get a sticker that says, fuck Biden, you know, because they make them. I've seen them. I'm quoting an actual sticker here, folks. That I've seen on vehicles. Do you mean let's go Brandon? Or, yeah, let's go Brandon. Sorry. Okay, my you apologies. said let's go Biden. Okay. My apologies. My, my brain and my mouth don't always sync up. And it's late. They, and they, 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 they had a let's go Brandon sticker. And I said, first off, the whole let's go Brandon thing, it never meant that. Okay. Secondly, like I said, get the sticker I just talked about. If mm -hmm. that's the message you want to convey, instead of doing that passive-aggressive donkey crap, that doesn't mean what people think it means. All right? So keep your message clear if you're going to do it. That way there's no confusion. Because right now, when I see this stuff, the only thing I think of is, wow, that person's not very, well, their education's lacking a bit. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, it it would be so much easier just to say, "Really, you're 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 gonna you're gonna put that on there? Stop being a pussy and actually put what you really feel out there." Yeah, well, I did see that story flipped on its head last weekend, though, and that it, was pretty cool. It got the sticker removed. That's fair. Did you did you see the story, Tech? Of which one? There, uh, there's a Democratic uh, congresswoman in Texas who had shared a story where, uh, you know, these people that lived in a, I don't know if it was a trailer park or some such, I can't remember the story, the whole story. Uh, anyway, a little boy that was, you know, eight or nine years old who is named Brandon has autism. And so he goes out into this, you know, this trailer park or wherever it was and saw all of these, you know, people in Texas with these, you know, stickers and signs of let's go Brandon and all this other stuff. And his name is Brandon. And so he saw all these signs and he's like, these people love me. They're cheering for me. And this makes me happy and all this other stuff. And didn't understand, you know, this was a political message. Uh, right. And his mom was not about to tell him that, a, that well, of it was not. a political message. Of course not. And so she wrote a children's book of I Saw the Sign about her son Brandon and how much this affected him and gave him, you know, pulled him out of his shell and gave him hope and all that other stuff. And so made a children's book about 
it, and it's now like number three on Amazon. <laughs> and so they took that's brilliant. And so they took a thousand of these books and donated them to the kids down in Uvalde, Texas, to put in their school library. Wow. But that totally flipped the whole "Let's Go Brandon" on its head. I loved it. That's nice. Like, like I said, something evil and turn it into something good. And it wasn't even evil to begin with. Somebody took something that was relatively innocuous, turned it into something evil because it was misunderstood, and then it was turned back into something great. Yeah, but that was like the best story ever, and I was like, I'd love to see like more news stations pick that up. And then, and then, uh, and then it got back to uh, you know our POTUS, and so our POTUS wrote him. You know, personalized letter and told him that he was, you know, a special boy and, you know, to keep strong and that he himself struggled with disabilities when he was younger with his stuttering and all that. But to get a letter from Joe Biden and said, yes, Brandon, you go. You go, Brandon. That's I just really. Got all, my eyes started leaking and I was like, oh, this is such a beautiful story. I'm not the only one that wants to see more fire from him too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh Yeah, you can you just you cannot work across the aisle with any of these people. They're too far gone. They're trying More to importantly, he has too many investments that he's worried about that are causing him to if I was a president, and I'm I'm going to say right now, I'm a moderate, I feel conservatively about some things, and I feel progressive about other things. Overall, on the on a on a standard spectrum, I'm in the middle compared to the Fox News religious right version of the spectrum. They think I'm a liberal, hippie, commie, whatever. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm actually a moderate. And one of the things that I would not be doing right now is encouraging people to go back to the office because work from home works so well. The people who want people to go, the the organizations and businesses and other groups that want people to go back to the office are the ones who make money by people being in the office. See, I can do about 80% of my work from home. Mm-hmm. maybe more give or take the technology I'm working with is evolving and new things are opening up for my team and my organization and everything else but um, the people the realtors you know they make money off of people being in the office buildings and if people are in the office buildings they're going to waste well what do you do one of the easiest things you could do is convert it into apartment housing. But mm-hmm. if you convert it into compartment uh, apartment housing, and this is something I've talked about before, then the cost of apartments goes down because there's more available housing. That means that people like Joe Biden and Trump and all and many other politicians for that matter, as well as non-political people that have investments that branch into that area whether they're aware of it or not but they do um it negatively affects them they don't get a bigger check you know they're 
stocks and such as well that are affected by this don't go up as quickly or as high. And this goes back to capitalism, unrestrained growth, regulation versus non-regulation, and so on and so on and so on. This is something that you know I feel very strongly about based on the facts, evidence, historical facts, um, and you know, it's just something that I wouldn't be encouraging people to do or businesses to do. There's a difference about being in the office because you work at a restaurant, you know, kind of got to be in the kitchen to flip the burgers or make sandwiches or whatever it is that you do. But I don't have to be in the office to send a fax when I can send a bloody email. Yeah. And it's more cost effective to have people do their stuff remotely. Yeah. Yeah. For business. Uh, And most desktop printers that you can buy in the store for like 50 bucks can fax. Still don't understand. But that's just me. This this does not take a degree to understand that it says on the box printer, scanner, fax. Oh, look. That's all three. Oh, I mean, this is why in the technology race and all of that other, you know, uh, economic race, everything, China is going to end up being the winner in all of this. There are people here who try to get patents on, you know, devices to sell, and they can go to Beijing or Shanghai or someplace like that and get a prototype out in a weekend. Where here, it would take them months. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there are little kiosks in China where you can just go and get whatever materials you need and have people there make something for you and test it. Yeah, we've got amazing 3D printing technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually seen uh, some of the 3D printers that the government has, nothing classified kind of shit. Um, but just what they're using, which is available to any corporation or even individual who has the money for it, because, again, it's not classified technology. Um, it's just better versions of the little tiny stuff we have at home. So instead of printing in plastics or wood resins or wood polymers, they're actually printing with metal, you yep. know, to make uh, a working, true-to-life, working prototype that's almost as good, in some cases better, than um, one that's mass produced to test out a part, you know, based on a hypothesis of this needs this change and so on and so forth to see if it actually works and then, you know, take it to production. And um, in some cases, 3D printing it made it an actual better part than the production version did, which helped to address production problems. This is not technology that we should just be skimping on. This is stuff that, you know, hey, this is great. Um, We should be moving forward with this. Why aren't we doing more of this in our own country? Well, because China's cheaper, you know, or whatever place you go to is cheaper. But it doesn't have to be cheaper. We have so much land that's not in use. We have so many people looking for work that have good educational backgrounds. You know, there is not a deficit of smart people in this country. There is a deficit of companies willing to shorten the wage gap. Yeah. 
when your CEO makes $18,000 for every $1 you make, there is a problem there. Okay? Free market whatever. Oh, country, right to, you know, uh, it's, this is a free country. I have the right to make as much money as I want. Right. And you have the right to not have employees because you're not giving them a living wage and they decide to not work for you. But instead of addressing the issue of taking care of your employees, you lobbyist politicians and try to get laws changed so that you can get 14 year olds to work yep. minimum wage jobs to fill the gap. Because you're a jerk. You're a greedy asshole. Or you lobby to try to get minimum wage abolished altogether. Right. Making the un, you know, the the claim that you're definitely not going to back up, that pay will be better. No, it won't. Because if you can't pay minimum and you're abolishing minimum, because you say they're going to get better pay, well, why aren't you already giving them the better pay? They're not even you should be able to give them the though. better pay, then abolish it. They're not saying that it will result in more people making more money if they abolish no, no. It, what they are they're saying. They're not blatantly saying that. They're they're hinting at that, but it's a mm. false hint. I don't even think they're doing that. They're just trying to say, well, if, you know, we're free markets, and so we ought to let people work for whatever. And what that translates to is especially with them changing some of the child labor laws in some states to where they can exploit children. You know, what they're going to do is put us back to the Gilded Age where you have 14-year-olds that are out competing adults for jobs because the 14-year-olds are, you know, willing to work for 50 cents an hour and an adult can't afford to take that. So you're going to have, you know, a displaced workforce of older people and uh, a bunch of kids working for yeah, a couple of bucks a day. But the kids at a, working at a couple of bucks a day means that the parents won't be able to afford housing. Suddenly uh-huh. the kids won't be able to afford housing. And suddenly the kids can't go to work anymore because there's nowhere for them to live. Suddenly right. there's no more employees. They're working on, on solutions for that too. Dad. Yeah. Um, labor camps. Yep. Yeah. Child right. labor camps. Like this place uh, was in uh, Reno, Nevada that are wanting to set up corporate towns again. Out that oh way. yeah, because that has always worked out great. Yeah, here. that has we'll never give you a place had a to live and We'll feed you, but you're hours, twenty four hours a day. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah, I wouldn't have a problem if a company said, "Look, we have housing set up under the company. Here's how much we're charging based on market uh, ups and downs. Here's uh, we have localized grocery stores that have the same market rates as others, but it's local to the facility. We have in we have playgrounds." Uh, there are schools nearby and these are the rates and you can choose to do this. If you do, this is the amount that'd be deducted from your paycheck. So whatever you earn above that is yours to keep. Okay. That is open. It's transparent. And with a little bit of regulation to keep it in check from going out of control, like the market is right now, it could work and it could actually allow people to have less stress in their lives. There are plenty of people who would be willing for that. But the problem is, is that the companies don't actually give a shit about the people. The market is completely unregulated. And we're seeing that 
result right now when you have a plot for a trailer going at two thousand mm-hmm. dollars when it was originally eight hundred bucks and people were just making ends meet at eight hundred and now they're being evicted and you have apartments going for three thousand dollars but banks still don't want to give you a mortgage that would only cost you fifteen hundred a month and you've been demonstrating that for the last you know five years you paid on time for your rent it's not going to go well. No. That's where, again, I'd like to see President Biden and his administration step in and go, look, conservatism's great, but here's a little bit of regulation just to make life better for all Americans everywhere. And then we move on with our lives and address other things that need to be addressed. That's not can't. happening. They can't. It's not happening because, one, they can't. Because they are getting blocked, but two, they're not all. They're also not doing a good enough job talking about the roadblocks. Okay, you can't just go. Well, I tried to do this. They blocked it. Move on to the next thing. It's like no, 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 no. If you promise the people that this is what you're going to do, and you go out there and you do it and you fail, you you need to have some tr- transparency and go, hey, look, folks. Especially being a public figure, this is what I did. This is what happened. This is who got in the way. This is what their counter argument was. This was our counter argument to the counter argument and so on and so on and so on. And they need to publicize it, but they don't do it very well. The Republicans, on the other hand, they're very good at getting their voices out. That is something that they're extremely good at. Democrats, not so much. Which is a pain in the ass. Yeah. We need to wrap uh, things up. Uh, unfortunately, I'm I'm starting to I'm I'm starting to really wind down, which is weird because it's it's hitting me really hard really quickly, which is a little on the weird side. Probably because I didn't have any coffee. I didn't have any coffee creamer. I'm not going to put two percent milk in my coffee. I might as well just put more water in it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'd skip it too. Yeah. So, um, Tech, you just had a you you just had a, a, a long piece right there. So um, yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Mic drop. Fair enough. Um, Bridget, any 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 last thing you want to drop in there? I, I think she's got one more f bomb to do. Well, that's before we yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Uh, no, uh, nothing to add. Okay. Okay. Um, then I'll, I'll finish this off with, uh, I'll finish this off with this. It's good that we keep thinking. We keep examining and we keep trying to understand. There are a lot of pieces. There are a lot of moving pieces. It's hard to keep track of these things, but it's okay if you can't. It's hard to keep track of all these pieces and not be overwhelmed. I will admit I've been overwhelmed with a lot of different things for, you know, the last 733 years since, you know, 2016. So keep yourself safe. If you need a mental break, take it. Even if you think that maybe you can just go ahead and power through, don't worry about it. Things will still be here. 
will still be here and we'll, we'll do our best for you. And I think that's, I think that's about as good as what I've got. So everybody, thank you very much for being with us as always over in the chat. Uh, Stephanie, Felix, guys, thank you. Glad you guys were able to make it. You please take care of yourselves. Please stay safe. And, uh, we look to talk to you again real soon. Uh, tech, um, thank you. And you, <laughs> you take care of yourself. Otherwise, I'm going to have to haunt you again. <laughs> oh, no problem. It's just, I've been really busy lately. So that's why you didn't. We talked. Yes. Yes, we did. But glad things are cool. You have yourself a good night, man. Absolutely. You have a great one, too. Bridget, I'm glad you could finally hear me tonight. Yeah, I don't know what was up with my computer or and or Discord, but I'm glad we got it straightened out. Which works out perfectly fine, because now I get to go ahead and ask you, who's on your top of your list this week? All of them. <laughs> that's, that's not a bad answer right now. Uh, and... Elon Musk hasn't really done anything particularly to me this week, but wow, he's a tool. Yep. Yeah. That's fair. In any case, glad, <laughs> glad you're able to make it. You take care of yourself. Yeah, you do. Yeah, Elon Musk was, uh, his statement was, let me tell you how to jump ship from Twitter without hmm. telling you to jump ship. That was his message to the Twitter people that employees. Yeah. Well, he can, yeah. he can just go ahead and I've got apparently words. He's rich enough to, apparently he's rich enough to do it, but he's a, Oh my God. He's such a tool. <laughs> yeah. He, he changed a lot after his divorce. I think he, I honestly think that he would benefit from some therapy. That's entirely possible. Yeah. I don't know anything about it, but we'll, we'll go with that. Um, you know what? Try it, to be nice here. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. And uh, as an aside, uh, I'd like to also uh, add a little one last thing. Mr. Trump, Donald, may, may I call you fuckface? Yes. You are cordially invited to go ahead and speak the entirety of your case in Washington to set the record straight under oath. <laughs> there are millions upon millions of people who want to hear you speak, not just the people that absolutely adore you. Do you really want to disappoint all those people? Go ahead. You know the address. I think it's going to be really funny because I wonder if there is a pool right now with his <laughs> Secret Service Brigade to find out which one of them is going to have to put the cuffs on him. 
I wonder if there's a pool. He for could it. not speak ten seconds without perjuring himself if his life depended on it. He you could not do it. You know what? I would be more than happy to see him try. I would too. So I'd bring course. popcorn and cheesy sprinkles for everybody. Good call. No, I wouldn't. When, Why? Because that's what the other side would do against like Biden, Hillary Clinton, and all the other. I think I, I, I mean, I may have said that in the past, but now that I really think about it, I wouldn't see it as a form of entertainment anymore. It's just been too serious for me. But they would, but at least they would be able to hold up under hearings and not perjure themselves every five seconds. That be as it may, I still wouldn't treat it as entertainment. That's just me personally. I'm not saying it's wrong for somebody else. Just talking about me. Entertainment? No. Catharsis. I could live with catharsis. It needs to happen for the good of the country. This has to be put behind us, but it has to it but we can't oh, bury I, it to heal the country. It needs to run its course and justice needs to be done. I'm not saying it doesn't need to happen. I'm just saying I don't see it as entertainment because to me there's nothing entertaining about it anymore. That you know what? That's fair. Okay. And we'll we'll let, we'll let I can't talk now. How about I just go through the closing? Thank you for being with us. If you'd like to be in touch with us, all of our information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com, including the link so you can download the audio version of the podcasts when it's uploaded. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail message, the phone number is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Please remember, we've got spots over here on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and there is even a Patreon. I keep forgetting to mention about that and should really do that. And if you know some people that would like to subscribe to the show, that'd be wonderful over here on YouTube. I hate people that is always doing the whole like, comment, subscribe, re ref refer your friend. I don't ever do that. Every once in a while, I'll remember to do that like once every three years or something. So now you can reset the clock. In any case, you will take care of yourselves. Please stay safe. Stay cool. Our friends down Texas way, we're keeping track of the news for you guys. We're worried. Please stay safe and store extra water if you have to. So until the next time we're together, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, 17 years on. And I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of us. Till the next time we're together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.